So I want to preach a message today. This is the last installment. Write down the title. It's called Risk Versus Reward, The Reality of Relationships. Risk Versus Reward, The Reality of Relationships. I believe in by the end of this service, you will be excited to build meaningful relationships. I'm convinced you don't need a thousand shallow friendships. You need about two or three deep, meaningful relationships. And you have that. Oh, I'm telling you, the reward of that, satisfaction. The, the reward of that, fulfillment. Uh, that's the blessing of God in your life is friendship. Relationship with God and relationship with others. Connected here, connected there. In fact, I, I just want to talk to some people. They're like, man, pandemic is so hard. I was lonely. I was lonely. First of all, all of us were lonely, okay? We are locked up in our houses couldn't go to the movies or the gym or the church. So we all been lonely. See, the problem is, is that if you stay isolated, there's a difference between forced isolation and chosen isolation. Some of you were forced into isolation, but not anymore. So now you got to choose to be in community, choose to be in relationship. Um, I'm going to read a scripture in a moment from 2 Timothy, but I just want to remind you what Proverbs says. Put it on the lower third right there. It says, a man that isolates himself, seeks his own desire, and rages against all wisdom. Let me translate what the Bible is saying to you. The dumbest thing you could ever do is live in isolation. You rage against all wisdom. Because wisdom is just like, I need community. I need relationship. I need family. I need friends. I need church. I need to be with people. You were not created for isolation. God did not design you for loneliness. The first thing God said when he saw Adam, oh, this is not good. My man will not be able to make nothing, do no, no good in life. He needs a helper. What did God say? He needs a relationship. In the same way from the first man on earth needed relationship, you need relationship. You need friendship. Now, I'm going to talk to you today about risk versus reward. Because scared friends don't make friends. And you got you to gotta put yourself out there and make friendships. Now, I'm going to show you something in the Bible. We were reading this in our Zoe Devo this last week. And when I read through it, I go, that's bond or break. That's what God's been talking to us about. That's Zoe. And then I started to reread it again. I go, well, there's a lot going on, right? This is Paul writing to a young man named Timothy. So imagine like an older guy's writing to somebody in Zoe youth. And he's writing to him about all kinds of realities of church, community, church leadership. And at the very end of the letter, he starts going through the reality of his relationships. He starts talking risk and reward right here in the scriptures. Watch what Paul the Apostle, this older guy, writing to a young Zoe youth, and he's writing to him about the reality of relationships. Watch here, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Listen to Paul the Apostle. He says this, Do your best to come to me quickly. Get in the Uber XL and charge on that thing. For Demas, always love the word Demas, always love that name. For Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me. He's gone to Thessalonica. So right away, somebody's abandoned him. Uh, uh, Crescens has gone to Galatia, and well, Titus went to Dalmatia. Shout out to Cruella DeVille. 
only Luke is with me. So he's talking about this guy abandoned me because he loved the world. Well, Luke's still with me, though. I like that. Luke's there. Get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in the ministry. I sent Tychius to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with at Tarpus at Troas. You know it's a good jacket from Zara when my man's like, yo, I left my coat. Can you make sure you bring that Zara coat? And my scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander, the metal worker, did me a great deal of harm. So now he's talking about somebody that hurt him. There's always a difference between abandonment and abuse. So now he's talking about being abused. This guy did me much harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. I love this. Just a few questions. I want to ask you, who's left you? He just right away from the beginning, he's like, so-and-so left me. This guy just left my life. Maybe in the last uh, uh, 12 to 15 months, somebody left you. Okay, let's just identify who was it that left your life? Who was it that, that, that left your workplace or left your community or left your friend circle? Did, how did they leave? Did they leave mad? Did they leave frustrated? Did they live offended? Let's look at the why. The, Paul gives the why. He says, this dude left me because he loves the world. So he didn't want to be in church anymore because he got distracted and he got his eyes on other things. The other question to ask is, who's with you? Because he goes, this guy's gone, but this guy's here. Thank God for the people that are still with you. Can we just drop in the chat a couple of names right now? Can you just thank God? Maybe send him a text right now. Thank you for still being with me. You know, somebody could have left you, but they chose to stick by you. That's a decision. That is, that, that, that is an example of friendship. So I got to identify my life. Who's gone? Who's here? I can't cry over spilled milk. They're gone. But man, I got to be grateful for who's with me. And, and, then, and then here's the next one. Who, who, do, who else do you need? Who would be a big help if you added them into your life? I think life is about acknowledging the greatness that is with you and understanding there are still some friends that I need to come alongside of me. Remember, you need people in your life that are friends that pull out the best in you. And I got some friends. Anybody thankful for your funny friends? You get around them, you know, you're just like, man, you just put five, you put a quarter, put a nickel in them, and they just go. They make you laugh for two hours. Thank God for funny friends. You need somebody that's going to make you laugh, somebody that's going to intellectually stimulate you. You need, you need people in your life that are spiritually going to challenge you. Listen, for every friendship you have, you create a third person. Some of you need to understand that some of your friends, when you get together with them, the third person that you are creating is not a godly representation. Because when you guys get together, you gossip or you go against people or you gang up on people because of the shallowness of your relationship. There are some third, third people that you create and it's all of a sudden it's like, wow, the third person loves Jesus, loves others, loves church. I need some people in my life that are going to challenge me and encourage me and help me become the best version of me. Paul goes, this guy's gone. And the reason why he's gone is because he just, he loved the world. This guy's still with me. Praise the Lord. But I need you to send me this guy. Because my life is not complete until I have different dynamics with different people. 
The reason why we appreciate every friendship, because every friendship is unique. Every friendship brings out a different part of you. Every friendship brings a different third person to the party. And I want to make sure that I identify. I'm grateful for the people. I'm not looking past them, but I also need the people that I'm missing in my life. He says, this person's gone. And and by the way, I sent so-and-so. I like this part. We sent this guy to Ephesus. Tychius, we had to send this guy. I wonder who God sent to do something else somewhere else out of your life. The reason why you must identify this is because there are some people that God has moved on mission out of your life. We are for them. We are still with them. We are still linked in the soul and the spirit. We might not get to see them that often, but they're, they're still your friends. Why? Because they didn't leave. They were sent. There is a big difference between someone that leaves your life and someone that's been sent by God away from your community. Anybody that's been sent by God, we just say, you know what? Praise God. Hallelujah. You're going to do your thing in Ephesus. We're going to do our thing right here in Thessalonica. Come on, clap in the chat if you're grateful. There's some people that left, but there's some people that were sent. It's like people left California in the droves during the pandemic. And did God send everybody to Austin, Texas? No. The answer is no. He sent one, and then thousands followed him. But God sent some people from our church to live in Wyoming. We're still with them. God's sending a couple right now, uh, Ron, Jenny, to Bangkok on mission. They're sent by God. We're with them. So listen, you got to understand, there's some people that leave you, but there's some people God sends, and you got to keep the relationship strong. How do you keep a relationship strong when they live in Bangkok or Wyoming? Well, you're still rooting for them. You're still believing in them. You know that when we get back together, we're not even going to miss a beat. You ever have that friend that when you get back together, it's like, you didn't miss a beat? Why? Because you weren't creased when you weren't together. You're still still friends. You still have the longevity of relationship. And then there are some that harmed you. Who harmed you? Who spoke bad things behind your back? Who created division in your relationships? Who created great angst and stress in your life? Who is the person that didn't abandon you? Who would you say has abused you? You know, like a friend that maybe stabbed you in the back. You know that old saying, loose lips sink ships? Who who hurt you? Because I think it's important that you're vulnerable enough to say, They didn't just leave. This person right here, they hurt me. And it is the reality of relationships that the more I involve myself in community, there is a chance someone could abandon. And there is the chance somebody could abuse. But to the best of my ability, I'm going to have great relationships. Like the Bible has called me to live at peace with all people. I am going to be committed to being a peacemaker, not a drama maker. I am going to be committed. I'm not going to break until God tells me to break. I'm going to do the best I can to bond. I'm going to create the bond. I'm going to work hard for the bond. I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to be a person that doesn't live in a world of broken relationships. You would have to leave me or hurt me for me to break. But for the best of my ability, I'm rolling with you. I love you. I'm for you. A lot of times, I said this in week one, I believe. But listen, when someone changes their opinion of you, you don't have to change your opinion of them. 
You can stay sweet. I believe this is a value. Stay sweet with everybody. Be a peacemaker in your home, in your world, and in your relationships. Zoe, if you're going to call Zoe home, we have made a decision. We are not going to fight with each other. We're going to fight for each other. I got too much drama in my life. I'm talking about my three-year-old, five-year-old, seven-year-old. To fight with you. I'd rather bond than I would break. Amen to that. And the reality is you got you to understand this stuff because relationships are messy. Anybody know that? Relationships are, me- they're just messy. They got, they got all kinds of opportunities for, for, for offense and, and I got uninvited or I didn't get tagged in the photo. They get tagged. How come you didn't tag me? But, but, but the reason why relationships are messy is because the only thing constant in relationship is change. No relationship just stays the same. And the reason why the only thing constant in relationship is change is because you're changing. You're changing. How many times have you changed since Mar- March 15th, 2021? How many times have you changed since, since January 2021? How much have you changed since you, since you started this last year? We're constantly evolving, constantly changing. Some people are changing for the better. Let's be honest. Some people are changing for the worse. But Paul said it. Paul's like, this guy was with us, but he left. He changed for the worse. The, the only thing constant in relationship is change. So I got to realize as I'm changing, you're changing, and hopefully we're changing for good. Hopefully we're changing for the better. But I can't just bank on us being the same friends that we were 10 years ago, five years ago, or five months ago. Why? Because we're always changing. So I got to be open. I got to be honest. There is great risk here, but there is great reward. And God did not make for you to live in isolation. He made for you to live in community friendship, relationship. just want to encourage you in three things you got to build in your life. Write down number one. Here's the first thing we're, we're talking about today. Build equity. You just love this thought, love this idea that relationships are deposits or withdrawals. So in your relationships, you got to be thinking, am I making a lot of deposits or am I making a lot of withdrawals? There is nothing worse than going to a relationship and you get ready to ask something. You're like, oh, um, I do not have the equity here to ask for this thing. The other day, somebody asked me for a favor. The size of the favor was astronomical. The ask that they made was slap you silly. The, the ask was, are do you, did you mismeasure, did you misread our friendship? I think that you did because you don't got the equity to make the ask for that. Only Julia could ask for that. I mean, this is crazy. What, see, see, what you got to understand is you got to have a little self-awareness that gives you relationship awareness. A lot of times you don't measure relationships well because you don't measure yourself well. You think because of who you are, I've got built-in equity. No, 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 none of us have built-in equity. The reason why I love Jesus with all my heart, the reason why I serve him and follow him is because he has built equity in me. All he does is make deposits. He showers me with favor, grace, forgiveness, acceptance, approval, love. Why do I love him and would give him my whole life? Why? Because he's built equity in me. Your relationships, you need to build equity. Stop making withdrawals when you've never made deposits. Some of you need to understand your relationships are not flourishing because you don't know how to add 
value. You don't know how to encourage. You don't know how to bless. You don't need to, you don't know how to help. It's like you want to be a real friend? When somebody moves, go help them move. Oh my gosh. What kind of friend are you? You are a real road dog. Watch this, Proverbs. Let me just show you this, what the Bible says. The right word at the right time is like custom-made piece of jewelry. And a wise friend's timely reprimand is like a gold ring slipped on your finger. Oh, I love this. The right word at the right time from a friend is like custom-made piece of jewelry. Do you understand what it's saying? Is that, listen, you can build equity by saying the right thing, by being the right person. Listen, you got to show up at the hospital. You got you to send the congratulation flowers. You, you, you got to be there in the normal stuff of life. You got to help babysit for free. That's how you know you got a real friend. When someone ain't trying to ask for the Venmo for the babysit. I'm, I'm getting manipulative right now in the microphone. No, I'm kidding. Build equity. Because when you have the right word or the right deposit or the right action. It is like a custom-made piece of jewelry. It is like a word in season that is fitting for the friendship. It is not lip service. It's saying, no, I love you enough to add value. I wonder what could happen to your relationships if you focused on building equity and you go, man, with these relationships, I got equity with them. I got equity with so-and-so. And I'm building equity not so that I could use it. I just, I just choose to be equity builder. I just choose to be a person builder. I'm trying to build people up. A lot of us, we're looking for a thank you. And we're looking for friendship. And we're looking for an invitation. But it always starts with me. The friend I want is the friend I am. I want to be the person that loves. I want to be the person that encourages. Listen, look in the mirror and it'll show you the friend that you have. So build equity. I want to just encourage you on the 4th of July, build equity. Just love this. We, we live in this, in this era now. Like when I was growing up, the stock market is this thing in New York. You know, like stocks. Like when my dad was like, when I was little, my dad's doing stocks. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And now it's like Robin Hood. It's on your phone. It's like, wait, wait, wait. I can... I can get cryptocurrency at 2 a.m.? Wait, hold on. I can just pick up some, some coins? I can, I can get equity? I can make deposits anytime? You are not limited in building your friendships. Build equity. Not at 2 a.m. It's also not at 2 a.m. I just, it's a bad illustration. I, I take it back. 2 p.m. is a word from, from the Lord for you. Somebody wave your hand at your house, 2 p.m. in Jesus' name. Here's the right down. Number two, build trust. I want you to build equity. I want you to build trust. Trust is the foundation of relationship. All relationships are built on three pillars. They are built on trust, respect, and communication. If you miss one of these pillars, your relationships will fall. So you got to have respect. I respect you. You respect me. Okay, I communicate to you, you communicate to me. Hey, nothing worse than a friend who has gone through a hard time and cannot communicate what they're going through. And in fact, I just heard recently about this men's group, this amazing men's group that, that, that attracts all these great guys and they go on this massive trip and they bring in speakers and they, and, and, and they, and they, they eat food together for a few days and they pray together and they, they laugh together, they cry together. And all of this was birthed out of this guy, one of his best friends committed suicide and they never knew something was wrong with him. 
And, and, and after he committed suicide, all of the friends were shocked. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? We knew nothing. And we said, we've got to start building relationships that have trust in them. That I trust you enough to tell you my deep, dark secrets. I trust you enough to say, I'm not well. I'm not in a good place. I haven't been doing good. Do you have anybody in your life that knows the good, the bad, and the ugly about you? Because if you don't, you're living in a scary place, buddy. Because that's when you start getting into behavior. You start getting into vices. You start going down paths of destruction. And there's nobody there to bring you back. That's why I said a man that isolates himself, seeks his own desire, and rages against all wisdom. It is the wise thing to say, hey, I trust you. Can I trust you? Can I really trust you? Build equity with people. Build trust. We don't stop trusting you because you're vulnerable and transparent. We stop trusting you because you're not vulnerable and transparent. Transparency builds trust. It breeds trust. When you get transparent, I'm going to be transparent. When you come to me like, Pastor, I've been struggling. I'm not doing good. I've been going to Dairy Queen every night. I'm like, me too. Let's just be, let's pray for each other right now. Let's just get together in the prayer circle. We're just going to cast out the spirit of Dairy Queen from our life. But you cannot expect people to trust you. Well, you don't trust them. It's like I build shallowness into my relationships inadvertently. But when I get transparent... And when I get vulnerable, honesty, openness, transparency, the trust runs deep. I wonder, do you have trusted friends? Do you have people around you? It's like, I just know I can trust them. I can say something to them and it won't get repeated to somebody else. I can tell them how I really am doing and they'll cover me in prayer. Just, just watch what Proverbs says here. This is the Bible. Watch this. this is beautiful. We're going to Proverbs for all three of these scriptures. Proverbs 27. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. I would rather have your honest feedback than your malicious behavior behind my back. I'd rather you tell me what you really think than you talking to 50 other people about what you really think. You know you got a friend when a friend looks you in the eye and says, buddy, I don't know how to tell you this, but you need a Tic Tac right now. You ever a friend walk up to you with a piece of gum just like, hey, man, here you go. And then you just go, oh, my gosh. And they're like, mm-hmm, you're a real friend. If you hey, Listen, let, we've all been here. We've all been there. If you're in public ever and you go to the bathroom and you see a boogie, and none of your friends told you, my man, you got a bookster? Nobody ever told you that? You don't have good friends. You got to build trust. And trust is getting past that layer of just surface level and going a little bit deeper and a little, come on, I'll bond with you. But surface level, I'm not living to live in that. I want, I, I want, I want willing 
comfortable, convenient, and challenging conversations. What do you mean comfortable and convenient? Yeah, it's like, I can count on you. You're faithful. You're consistent. There's a comfort level here. There's, there's, there's an affinity. This is not hard. This is not arduous. Your friendships, just like, listen, single people, if you're dating somebody and it's hard now, oh, Jesus, help me. You ain't got no kids and no bills and it's hard now while you're dating, you got to get out, Jack. Break with that. Listen, listen, it gets harder. And so I might as well find some people. It's easy. It's comfortable. It's convenient. And on top of that, you can look at me and say, hey, you're in the wrong here. Your attitude, your behavior, the way you're talking to so-and-so, your response from this, you got to grow up. That's building equity and that's building trust. Nobody trusts you because you say your opinions to other people behind their back. They trust you when you look in the eye and say, I got to be honest with you. I think there's weird stuff happening here. I don't think this is normal. Are you okay? It's building trust. And the last one, right down number three, is build longevity. I love this. Listen to Proverbs 3. Again, this is all from the book of Proverbs. Uh, Worship team, you can come play behind me. It says this. It says, my child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. Listen to verse 2 and 3. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Verse 3, I'm going to just, heads up. I'm not on a stool today, so I'm going to start yelling. This is going to be my favorite part of the whole service. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Can I just read that part again? It's just so powerful. Never, 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 never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then, then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. (laughs) Gosh. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Paul's writing to Timothy. He's like, just a heads up, man. This guy left me, but this guy's with me. Send this guy because I know I, I just... We're rolling, but I, 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 I need, I, what he brings to the table is very unique, and I need that friendship too. Um, also, I want to acknowledge, we sent that guy, miss him like crazy, but I know he's on mission. And this dude right here, he, he, he abandoned me, but he abused me. And yet still, as you survey your life, and you look at the people that abandoned and abused you, never let loyalty or kindness leave you. Write them deep on your heart. For in doing so, in doing so, you will gain favor with God and you will gain favor with man. In doing this, never let loyalty or kindness leave you. In doing this, you will develop a good reputation. (laughs) Your relationships are your reputation. You are as rich as your relationships. Some of you are like, I got money. I'm good. No, no, fam, you broke. Because richness is a soul issue. Richness is a God issue. And listen, I don't don't got a lot of money, but I got a lot of friends. And I'd rather be rich in relationship than rich in money. Never let kindness or loyalty leave you build equity, build trust, 
but build longevity. I mean, like, you know, just like, hey, we've been friends for five years. We've been friends for 10 years. We've been friends for 20 years. Recently, I was on a trip, and uh, we were having the time of our lives, and I just, on this trip, met somebody that was hosting us. And it was one of the hosts. And uh, he says, hey, tonight, we're all going to go to dinner, and um, my best friends from kindergarten are going to join us for dinner. I was like, hold on, man. You, like, in your 60s, your best friends from kindergarten are going to join us? Yeah, you're going to love these guys. So we, we have a great time. We have a great day. And we go to this dinner, and we all show up. And I'm just, I've never seen friendship of longevity of years like this. And when these older guys see each other, they hug. They give a kiss on the cheek. They're like, how you been? They've been to every one of their weddings. They've been to every one of their kids' weddings. They've been friends for years. And I listen to them tell stories. And they tell them this one in middle school. Tell them about this one in high school. Tell them about this story and that story. And they're sitting there. And they're all married. And they're all happy. And I think to myself, the reason why they're all happy and the reason why they're all doing well is because they got longevity in relationship. And I wonder, the way that you're building, the character of your life, the values of your life, are people going to be around for life? Because if they leave, that's their business. But to the best of your ability, serve people, love people, trust people, help people, build longevity, build equity. Don't be a user of people. Be a person that adds value. Make the decision right now. We're going to be friends for life. And if they abuse, that's their business. They abandon, that's their business. But I'm going to stay sweet. I'm never going to let loyalty or kindness leave me. I'm going to write it deep in my heart. How about you? I'm going to be known for bonding. I refuse to be known for breaking. Some of you, this message and this series, it puts an end to it. I'm not going to be a breaker anymore. I'm going to be a bonder now. And I'm going to be a person that values relationship over everything. Who cares if you're right? I was talking to a friend the other day. He's in a tough situation, and these guys are business partners, gone sour, gone south, and it's legal transactions, and this lawyer, that lawyer, and money's involved, and blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And I just told my man, hey, 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 who cares? So you get X amount of money. Is it worth it? You lose a friend. It's worth it? Don't let money get involved in your relationships. Don't let pride get involved. Don't let ego. Don't be a grudge holder. Be a forgiveness giver. I know it's a lot of risk here, but I got to be honest. The reward outweighs the risk. The reward is peace on my pillow. The reward is we've been friends for 30 years. The reward is I'm doing my best to be an example of the love of Jesus. Jesus said, you know, the way people will know you, the testimony that you're a follower of me is the way that you love one another. It will not be if you listen to worship music or you close your eyes during a service. It will be the, the quality of your relationships. I'm just praying over you. I get concerned. I get concerned about you. And the reason why I get concerned about you is because as we go through Paul's list, it looks like yours and it looks like mine. That guy left me. That person hurt me. This person's with me, but I'm still believing for more friends. And I know so-and-so is sent. I got to mature. Just let God be God. Years from now, (laughs) years from now, it will tell the story of how you stewarded today. Because your relationships 
are a testimony of your relationship with God. I'm just believing that today you'll make the decision to build equity, build trust, and build longevity. Amen to that. Father, I pray over every person in our church. Will you please heal the breaking?